people kind of say like Charlie has like wild opinions, but I find myself agreeing with Charlie quite a bit, honestly. So it's kind of interesting to hear your opinion <laughs> on that because I, I was thinking the exact same thing. People, like, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. It's like Charlie is not a homer. That's the problem. You don't have to be, you know, agree with everything that Buffalo Bills fans say, because if you disagree, then you're like, oh, you're not really a real fan. He knows that getting star backs a benefit to him, hopefully. So why would he be in any rush to sign a contract? I think outside of injury, that's a very good point. See, look, more logic from Charlie. Charlie, let me ask you a question. Do you like, do you tweet like crazy things and then when you get like the opportunity to speak, you just go ahead and speak like super logical so that it like confuses people like that. is that what's going uh, on yeah I, dude, look, I, look it was, charlie is always making sense to me like i don't i don't know man i gotta man. i gotta i gotta like go back in this episode and clip these like three spots where you said that and just like play it on repeat on my twitter account let's give you my podcast intro Bills Mafia, what is up? And welcome to a losing edition of the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. My name is Charlie Gross. I am your host. And unfortunately, I am coming to you after a Bills loss to the Steelers. The final score was 23-16. to And quite frankly, this was a pretty crappy game for almost the whole time. Uh, you know, Bills fans, we got cocky. This this Bills team did not play well, and for us to assume that they would just come out of the gate like they did last year was a bit silly, a bit uh, overreactionary. But we're going to get into the game, and just for the, the sake of transparency, I am recording this game before I've had a chance to watch the All-22 I don't know when the All-22 is going to come out. Uh, It hasn't been on Game Pass in like six weeks. The NFL claims that it will be up just like it was last year, but it it may not be up later in the week or until next week. So I'm simply doing off uh, off this what I remember from watching the game live. And we have to start with Josh Allen. The Messiah. Looked pretty ordinary. Sugar High Josh was in the house. One of the narratives around Josh Allen entering this year was, well, what is he going to do when there's fans in the stands? Because he's admitted that he gets too emotional. He thrives off the crowd's energy. He gets too pumped up. After the game, he admitted he was too aggressive. Yeah, he was too aggressive. He was too pumped up. Guys throwing lasers that... Not even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with Shaquille O'Neal on his shoulders could catch. He's got to figure out how to get this under control. This emotional, I'm too pumped up thing. That's part of the reason what cost the game. This guy played like absolute trash. Josh Allen played like trash. There's no other way to see it. 
Did he have some good throws? Of course he did. He's he's a he's an NFL quarterback. He's a he's a very good NFL quarterback. Today he didn't look it. He looks like a quarterback who played like absolute trash. Thirty for fifty-one, two hundred and seventy yards and a touchdown. And for those of you keeping score about the MVP numbers that Josh Allen might need, he was actually averaging I, th- I think two hundred and seventy-one yards per game in order to get up to the statistical level that he needs for an MVP. So he's still on track for that, although he didn't look like an MVP today. He looked, as I said, like trash. But he wasn't the only one. What? The play calling was not ideal. And I understand that like you obviously can't really run against the Steelers, especially a team like the Bills, because the Bills kind of suck at running the football, shockingly, they they look exactly the same as from last year in terms of running the ball. Sean McDermott coached like trash. And I'm not the kind of guy, I wasn't the guy who was like, oh my God, why didn't you go for it on fourth and one or whatever, and why didn't you go for it on fourth and three? I understand that because the Steelers' defense is really good, and I understand that because, like, you punted and were able to pin them down and ended up sort of getting a three and out on downs. Like, I get that. However, if you're going to go for it on fourth and eight instead of kicking a 53-yard field goal, which is exactly what you got Tyler Bass for, that opens you up to being criticized about the fourth and one and the fourth and three. You should have went for it. You're going to not go for it on fourth and one, but you're going to go for it on fourth and eight with one of the dumbest play calls I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, I get it that if it worked, like Brian Dable would be a genius. I'd still think the play call was incredibly stupid. I'd just be glad that it worked. So I'm not one of those people who's going to be like, oh my God, Brian Dable was... No, that was one of the dumbest play calls ever. What happened to... I don't know. First of all, you might want to like throw it. Since it's fourth and eight, what did you think was gonna happen? They, you didn't even hand it off to Brita. You like did some weird like like sidearm skipping against the ground pass. Like what is that? He's in the backfield. Hand the ball off to him. I I just don't I don't know what that was. That was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So. McDermott coached badly in those situations, which is kind of surprising because he was like, oh, go for it. So I don't know. Like, you saw Josh Allen, and I hope this isn't like an Aaron Rodgers situation where, like, Sean McDermott feels that he has to, like, acquiesce to Josh Allen all of a sudden. But, like, Josh Allen was all pissed off because they didn't go for it on fourth and one and fourth and three. So I really hope that, like, Sean McDermott wasn't just like, oh, well, Josh, I'm going to go for it on fourth and eight because I'm sick of Josh Allen, like, annoying me. Like, how, like, you eventually, like, give your little kid something because your kid won't, like, stop, like, leaving you the fuck alone? Like, like, mommy, mommy, mommy. Is that, like, what Josh Allen was? Uh, Sean, Sean, Sean. Like, if that's the reason, that's pathetic. So the play call sucked, the decision sucked, and that brings the the other two decisions back into focus. And those decisions, quite frankly, sucked in this context. And yes, once again, Josh Allen played like trash. 
And I'm not saying it's all on Josh Allen. Like I said, I try to tell people, the Steelers have a good team. And you're going to say, well, the offense of the Steelers didn't look good. No, because the Bills' defense played really good. You had two top five defenses playing. So, of course, the offenses weren't going to look like they're playing against, you know, Orchard Park High School. But, like, still, when you're throwing passes too hard, you're throwing them too high, you're throwing them too wide, you look like 2019, the beginning of 2019, Josh Allen. Cole Beasley has two drops. Just for the record, I want to say that my man, Dawson Knox, as far as I know, didn't have any drops. But Cole Beasley did. Are we going to talk about it? Or does that just not matter? Because it was Cole Beasley and not Dawson Knox. And yeah, one of the throws was like, you know, Josh Allen thought he was throwing to like a 7'5 guy. Like, Josh Allen was not good. And I know I think if you're keeping score, I've said that like 10 times now in the last seven minutes. And I'm going to keep saying it because he sucked. And he's the best player on the team. So like... What are you doing? And don't worry, I've got some stuff for Brian Dable too. I don't know what this game plan was. I don't know what kinds of plays they were like trying to run, but they didn't look comfortable running them. They looked just weird. Like they didn't feel comfortable. The plays were sort of odd. I don't know what that was about. If if Brian Dable felt like, oh well, they know that. All these teams know what the plays we really like, so we're going to try and run some brand new plays that nobody's seen or out of some formations that are different. And I think that I'm okay to say that the Steelers' defense went above and beyond. Like, everybody thought that their coverage units were going to be bad, that their cornerbacks stunk. Well, I got news for you. The worst cornerback on the field was Levi Wallace. I haven't been a proponent of... The whole, I mean, I, I have. I, I think they should have drafted a better cornerback. I think they should have signed a better cornerback. But I realize that they don't want to do that. And for me, going into the season, I said, you know what, guys? Let's not even talk about it. There's no point. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, they don't want a better guy at CB2. That's fine. But it's not fine. And I know that like Levi, they've gotten by with Levi. And I know this is only one game. And I'm sure they're going to look better you know, in the future. But you, you saw in one-on-one situations, Levi Wallace is a replacement-level cornerback. He's great in zone when he can hang back, you know, watch things develop, come up and tackle, that kind of stuff. When he's put in a one-on-one spot, this guy is hot garbage. And next offseason, that needs to be addressed. And I don't think the answer is Dane Jackson. So so miss me with the Dame, Dane Jackson. They just need, like, an athletic guy. If, if you're relying on the pass rush to just make, like, Levi Wallace or Dane Jackson better, like, it can, I feel like it can help them a little bit. Like, it's going to help them a little bit. But it's not going to help them, like, so much. You just need a better player there. You need a more athletic player there. Now, I will say the Trey White, I feel like for what I saw, now, like I said, I didn't see the All-22, 
So a lot of this stuff is hard to see because of that stupid sideline angle. But Trey White looked like he had a pretty good game. I think Ed Oliver looked like he had a pretty good game. I really have no idea about Harrison Phillips, Justin Zimmer. Uh, I think it was, just like I said, hard to see. I think Tremaine Edmonds had a heck of a game, man. The, the, that play where Tremaine Edmonds came over the side, you know, got his arms up, batted the ball, like that's the kind of stuff that you need a little bit more of from Tremaine Edmonds. And I understand like he's the middle linebacker, basically. Like a lot of times he drops into coverage, so they're not going to give him a lot of those opportunities. But when he gets those opportunities – he needs to make the most of them, and he did that that time. So I applaud, uh, you know, Tremaine Edmonds for that. I gotta say that the Bills' defense came to play; they were pretty physical. But but I gotta say, the the Pittsburgh defense, and uh, you know, played like, you know, for lack of a, a better term in our society, the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense played like men. I mean, they, they were vicious, hard-hitting, like, you know, that that was a stellar defense. I mean, an incredible defense. So, like I said, I understand the Bills aren't going to look like, you know, they're rolling over, I don't know, like the Jets, you know? Not that they, they barely beat the Jets every year, too, but whatever. <clears throat> you know what I'm trying to say? So, I, I wasn't as concerned, like, with the loss or with the score, as I am with the execution. I think that the offense just executed poorly. And not every team that loses is going to have a poorly executed offense. You know, it's that the other team just got one break, made one play more than the others. That's not the case today. The case today is that the Buffalo Bills offense, especially Josh Allen, did not execute. They executed poorly and this is gonna feed into that narrative and no one wanted to hear it but there's a lot of people out there and I've said this I've said this let's see how Josh does with crowds and I I me I'm not talking about just road crowds I prefer Josh Allen on the road because he doesn't have the home crowd to turn him into sugar high Josh. He doesn't have the home crowd to get him hyped up. He doesn't have the home crowd to, to get his blood boiling and his energy going and to get a super Josh where he overthrows stuff. At this point in time, that's a pattern. And it's not a good one. When he plays in front of home crowds, he's too aggressive. He puts too much on the ball. He overthrows things. You can't tell me I'm wrong. The only sample size we have is 2019 and this game today. And, oh, yeah, like the 3,000 fans at the one game last year, which doesn't even really count. It wasn't 72,000 fans. It was like 3,000. This is a problem. Now, maybe he needs to not listen to Elvis and listen to Eminem or, I don't know, Tupac or something. Or maybe he needs to listen to, like, Kenny Chesney or Garth Brooks. I don't know. But if he, he can't do this anymore, 
Or like you're going to want them to go on the road in playoff games. What's going to happen in a home playoff game with 72,000 people in the crowd? Is he going to be able to keep himself level-headed? Or are we going to see this bullshit from him again? Yo, Deion Dawkins, Melvin Ingram took Deion Dawkins to school. Once again, haven't seen the All-22. But Melvin Ingram forced Deion Dawkins into at least three holding penalties because he was giving him more than he could handle. Like, no doubt. Melvin Ingram looked like a top-five draft pick, like a guy who should have been picked in the top five in the draft because of like he, he just destroyed Deion Dawkins on multiple occasions. TJ Watt was a factor. He doesn't need practice. He's TJ Watt. You know, I think the Bills did some good things to, you know, affect Ben Roethlisberger. But I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like Ben Roethlisberger and Josh Allen are both like six five, like 240, right? Yo, Ben Roethlisberger looks like he weighs 30 pounds more than Josh Allen. And I, and I say this to say that, like, it's like, looks like it's almost impossible to, like, tackle Ben Roethlisberger, even though allegedly they're the same weight. It's just weird. I don't know if it's, like, the pads that, that Ben's wearing or something, but he looks just like a linebacker, and Josh Allen's out there with a skinny looking like, a, like Levi Wallace out there. Like, I don't know, it's just weird. Jordan Poyer had a good game. I couldn't see him because of the TV angle, but I'm going to assume that Micah Hyde had a pretty good game. So, weird things happen in week one. Uh, the Isaiah McKenzie touchdown kickoff, kickoff return, amazing. Like, what a way to get the season started, right? In front of the home crowd. Isaiah McKenzie, of course, then he gets hurt, kind of, <laughs> and he's out for a while, but he's back in. So, I mean, certainly I think most of your your fears, if you had them, about the kick return were answered by Isaiah McKenzie today. So that's good. But there's a lot of stuff that the Bills, as a, as a team, need to clean up, and almost all of it is on the offensive side of the ball. The Bills have tough games coming up. They got a tough game against Miami. They got a tough game against Washington. Then they play Houston. Then they play Kansas City and Tennessee. And this is something that I said in my group chat on Twitter, and then it's this big controversy again. Look, if the Bills can't fix this, it's possible or maybe even likely that they could end up 1-5. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Do I think it's more likely now than it was three days ago? Yes. I don't think the Bills are gonna gonna start one and five. But the first half of their schedule is really hard. There's really good teams there. There's lots of losable games. So to just assume that the Bills are going to come out of this like six and one or or five and two or whatever it is, maybe we want to ratchet that down just a little bit, just a little bit. So we'll see. 
But there are definitely some things that they need to work on, that Sean McDermott needs to work on, that Levi Wallace needs to work on, that Josh Allen needs to work on, Deion Dawkins. I'm not sure how great the interior of the line was. And they're going down to Miami. So at least it's a road game. I mean, maybe Josh will be more calm because it's a road game. I don't know. Not really sure. But the Bills need to fix this, and they need to fix it fast because there's only 17 games. I know you know that. And seasons can get away from you pretty quickly. Thank you for listening. Please check out the Built in Buffalo, the other podcast, if you had not. Check out our YouTube channel. I got a YouTube show that comes on every Friday night called The Red Zone Report with my host, Izzy. You can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore gross underscore. You can find Built in Buffalo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Bill's Mafia. I leave you with this. Find a way to embrace your growth mindset. And as always, trust the process.